Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner, your weekly generative art review. My name is P. You may know me online as at Aston Cloud or Aston, joined by my great friend and co-host, Jared. How are you doing today, man? Living the dream. I'm glad to be back home. I was in San Francisco and traveling the last three days, so just happy to sleep in my own bed more than anything, but refreshed and, and lively and super excited for this update. Lot, lots has happened since the last one. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. Ready to dive in. But very quickly, friends, there's a lot going on IRL for me. So for the next, uh, certainly the next month, hopefully not longer than that, we are going to every other week for cornering the market. There'll probably be a little bit of longer episodes and there's a new format where I will talk about important news and upcoming releases, a little bit bullet point style, but that's just so we can get through everything. Planning to come back to weekly, but unfortunately for now, uh, going to every other week. However, we will still cover everything that we are seeing. And as always, we have our newsletter on Substack shown here on the screen. This is our handle on Twitter at collectors underscore XYZ. Check us out. Give us a follow and a, a like. Much appreciate it. Here is Jared's Twitter at Jared underscore pause. Check him out. He's also the founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. So if you want some LP exposure to digital art, reach out to Jared. And he's got the 8NAP Art Mint platform, which is awesome as well. Jared's doing a lot. And finally, here's me. I also have a premium paid service for folks who really don't want to miss the next big thing or are thinking about collecting as an investment. So check that out. DM me. There's more information on that in the newsletter as well. We can get you set up. So all that out of the way, let's hit the sentiment check. Jared, what is the vibe out in the market right now? I think that the in, there's enthusiasm just based on the the breakout of Bitcoin, the 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 imminent or what feels like an imminent release of the the ETF, and um, you know, I think that people are are putting their their dollars back into the market and they they're at least investing with a, a little bit more confidence there has been some uh, increased action in nfts that i'm seeing but definitely not that uh that flood of new money or enthusiasm but you know kind of like what we've been talking about for the last weeks and months is it feels like the base has been set in and it's just a matter of time before we get to where we need to go yeah absolutely i agree with that feel like the sentiment is certainly up uh, when things are going well in crypto land, especially Bitcoin. That brings good sentiment. And with that, we've seen liquidity, although it does seem like it's been a lot of wrapped ETH bids. So not necessarily floor prices going up. In fact, they have been uh, creeping down, but liquidity is good. Liquidity is beneficial. And we might finally be getting to the point that I've been calling for for months, which is Bitcoin holding $30,000, Ethereum holding $2,000. I still don't think we see significant price increases in art or any risk assets, not sustained at least, until that happens. Hopefully, this ETF news is the catalyst for that. This is the most promising it has been all year. We hit 2023 all-time highs in Bitcoin, folks. So let's see if that translates into art. 
But so far, we have been seeing some movement. So what's going on on the uh, Ethereum art side? Jared, any highlights? Yeah, we saw, you know, I always love it when an autoglyph sells or sells. So saw 150 ETH autoglyph sale this week. Um, one that was really uh, encouraging is probably off the back of the the success of Sketchbook A. You saw 21. Let me say this again. 21 anti-cyclone sales by Mapon, seven distances and six strands of solitude. So it was really, really encouraging to see that some of that liquidity flow over. I think there was even one 1935 that that uh, came out, but just the enthusiasm for that project uh, and kudos to William and the, the Verse team for all releasing such an amazing algorithm that people were able to engage with relentlessly. Uh, Winds of Yawanawa. I'd say cooling down a bit, but it still had uh, over a thousand ETH in seven day volume, which is awesome to see. Uh, but the floor creeping down a little bit. I think it's settling out. Um, I'm actually really excited for that because I'd, I'd like to have an entry point here. Uh, you know, you saw three ringers, one Fidenza, four gazers. The velocity pass after Snowfro's release took a little bit of a hit. Um, and then one thing that it popped up, we don't talk about this very much, but it came up on my radar is the terraforms they're still doing about 250 eth and 7 volume but you know the floor is sitting around 1.1 which is it feels like a um again not financial advice but a lower risk entry point than than previously so just overall like it's good to see a lot of volume throughout and you know those are kind of the notable things that i saw this week Awesome update. I noticed that about Terraforms as well. I don't believe there are any royalties on their sales. The team held back about 10% of the supply to account for royalties uh, that I, I don't think that have even been minted yet, actually. So they're they're holding longer term onto those, and that probably helps the liquidity. But yes, the floor is down to 1.1 ETH, and uh, it was as high as almost 2 Ether in recent times. So um, that's one that we really like. I think with the recent art uh, in art with motion meta really starting to play out, I think we'll see the Terraforms uh, real-time art, runtime art meta play out as well. And the FX hash side, just kind of echoing what you're saying, a little bit more liquidity than we've seen before. Not as much of a bump as we're seeing on the Ethereum side, especially you and I will talk about that when we get to squiggles and friendship bracelets. But um, similarly, Mapan leading the way, we had uh, at least three dragon sales, I believe. Yep, three dragon sales here. Um, some some quite nice ones. And just, you know, Mapan kind of continues to cement himself as a star. I uh, have some, some, uh, some hot takes on this. Uh, I think... Uh, at the current rate, I think Mapan will be a bigger artist than Tyler Hobbs. And uh, yes, you can reach out to me and tell me why I'm wrong. But I, I feel pretty good about that. Um, but this is not what this show is about. So we won't go down that. The other thing I will say about FX Hash is uh, it's just a continued uh, absence of new collections hitting the top volume. So there's just not a lot coming out there still. Uh, hopefully we see that turn in the coming days. How about Squiggles, Jared? What are we seeing with squiggles so, in the last week? Literally after we recorded our podcast last week, it it must have triggered <laughs> something where uh I mean the the sales just flowed in. It was kind of crazy to see. I was like, damn, right after we reported it. But you know, overall, uh, I think uh, it, it's a great week for squiggles to answer your question. It we saw 367 ETH in seven day volume. So that is up from last week of 135. Uh, so a substantial increase there. 
over the 250 ETH seven-day volume line in the sand that I like to see. But what's interesting is the floor price has leaked down. To, it continues. I mean, it's been probably six weeks now of continual decrease, and it's down to 8.5. Floor is pretty thick, um, 36 sales versus 14. You know, the, the highlights this week, I'd say there's nothing big, but lots of variety. So I love seeing a lot of ribbed, a lot of fuzzies. Um, and I had a buddy text me about this, but uh, number 763, you can see it right there on screen at the top. <laughs> he just said, and th- you know, this is coming from, I, I own squigglemaxi.eth. I'm a forever fanboy of the squiggle, but his comment was, man, this is the most boring squiggle ever. <laughs> And I had to like somewhat agree with him. I just, I thought it was funny. And I think that it's, it's somewhat of the brilliance of the algorithm, but I, I wanted to at least highlight that apologies to whoever bought it, but I think that it has a special place uh, in, in, in a couple of people's hearts. So, um, but what I did want to look at and what I looked at earlier in doing some research is the floor seems to be holding at 15 K USD. So you're seeing the slippage in ETH terms, but ironically it's holding up pretty close when you're looking at the at the USD terms. So I find that as an interesting dynamic. I, I'd imagine people would want to rotate out um, you know if they're not in it for the long term with that uh, into Ethereum, potentially see that run up. but you know I wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple sales uh, dip into the sevens and to me that's a very attractive entry point. Absolutely. And it's a good point that you're making about the rares or we're not seeing very big sales yet. And I think that is another data point that speaks to the market being, let's call it cautiously optimistic. Although we did see that autoglyph sale, that autoglyph was pretty cheap, relatively speaking. I'm 150 ETH. It feels uh, feels like the floor for autoglyphs. Maybe they drop a little bit more, but um, you know, cheap as far as it goes for an autoglyph. Friendship bracelets are showing a really a similar sentiment here. Uh, they bounced back. Uh, you know, when I ran my numbers here, we were looking at, oh, this is 24 hours here, um, over 240 sales. I had 254 when I do my snapshot checks. That was uh, compared to 68 the week prior and 19 ETH in volume compared to 5.5. So almost 4X on both metrics there. Uh, floor price is mostly stable, 0.073. It seems like we kind of found a floor. It was 0.075 last week. And uh, listings were up slightly, 1,087 versus 1,027. So friendship bracelets are continuing to tell us what the rest of the market is telling us, which is that we're seeing some liquidity here, uh, but nothing uh, nothing crazy yet. And you know, one thing I'll say, Jared, I, I started doing these daily updates for Collector's Corner Premium, and I've realized friendship bracelets are really, really liquid. They are probably the most liquid generative art collection. Uh, not a ton of volume, of course. That's that the prize for that probably goes to Squiggles. But in terms of just number of sales, uh, it's, it's a lot more liquid than you would think. So it'll be interesting to see if that matters going forward. Yeah, I don't know if we've talked about it on camera or not, but I do think when things turn and, you know, because these are tradable on Blur, you're going to see some sort of uh, run on these that maybe we can't even predict because of the liquidity, because of the quantity, because of the tradability. So, yeah, it's, it's something I'm looking at and I've constantly noticed the, you know, the number of sales is 
or at least sold items is, you know, it's up there every week, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on to some release recaps. Uh, speaking of Snowfro and also your point there about uh, tradability, the Snowfro's most recent release finished minting out yesterday. Uh, I don't actually know how this is pronounced. I'm going to say three forward slashes uh, by Snowfro. This was with Oracle Red Bull Racing. This is not Red Bull the soft drink. This is their racing Formula One team that is an Aston Martin car. It's just to clarify, I think there's a lot of confusion about that. Um, and it is a Formula One uh, really brand ambassador work that Snowfar is doing here to try to get more folks interested in generative art who are not currently in generative art. So this minted yesterday, they were a thousand allocated to Velocity Pass holders. So that's the organization's that kind of, I guess the, the name of this series of releases. I should also call out, this is done with art on internet. So it's not like there's zero art presence here. It's not Snowfro working directly with Formula One here. Uh, but it had about 850 go over to the Dutch auction. So the Dutch auction was after the free mint for pass holders. Uh, total of 850 went to the Dutch auction. It was a rebate Dutch auction. So everyone paid the same price at the end. You got refunded if you bought a little earlier. And it got as high, or excuse me, it got down to about a third of an ETH, 0.33 ETH, which then felt a little bit low. And as we know, when something mints out low, there tends to be good secondary price action surged to about 0.9 ETH. And uh, as you can see on the screen now, it's about 0.535 ETH with 23% listed. So uh, likely to retrace, but keeping in mind, Jared, as, as you remember, our uh, market cap to cost basis ratios that we used to look at, uh, which unfortunately is now behind a paywall and article, uh, those would you know, you could see here that the average mint price is closer to, you know, 0.15 at max 0.2 ETH, or sorry, the average cost basis, or at least that was the mint price. So you got to imagine a lot of people are in profits right now and wanting to take that, especially with uncertainty around the macro, uh, even though Bitcoin has rallied. So we're seeing a retracement, 23% listed, uh, assuming no new big buyers step in, it'll probably continue to come down a bit. But I think it goes to show you if you have a strong brand name and uh, you know, we can talk about the art in a second, but art that it is appealing uh, these, these collections tend to do well. Now, you know, half an ETH for a snow not a unique one of one of uh, 2000 is, is not great. Uh, but, you know, I think we'll, we'll have to see really what the story of this collection is over the, the next few days to weeks. So I'll pause there. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah, I mean, you and I were talking yesterday about it. We saw the big like sell wall at one ETH. We were tracking this. I'm not surprised to see a retracement, but overall, an amazing success. You know, I think I just saw a tweet from Snow about uh, a physical hat component. I don't know if you get that for free or if you get to. Yes, uh, it's you know, free. You it's, purchase I'll, it. I'll pull it up, but that's part of it. Uh huh. Yeah. So like. I think that like again, it, to me, this is like innovative. I love the the racing lines on the side of it. You know, I interviewed uh, for the uh, one of one of Snow's close friends for the Squiggle Dog podcast, who told me he's like really into racing and the F one stuff. So, you know, I think that this is is this is a logical partnership, from my opinion, and, and I think that what I'm seeing is you're seeing a lot of Snow's work 
start to stack in at different entry points. And that's exciting to me. You know, you have the really low cost mint of, you know, heart and craft, you have friendship bracelets, then you have this, then it's probably the the bright moments and then the squiggle. And, and I think that that's, that's a, it's an interesting play uh, from my opinion uh, about how he's stacking different entry points for people to collect around. And then I thought I saw something from Derek post about uh, hyper collection. So he obviously has a hyper uh, squiggle. Uh, and then I think he has a hyper heart and craft and then picked up one of the hyper um, forward slashes. And, and I think that there's an interesting play for, for people who want to collect, uh, you know, sets in that sense. Overall, I'm rambling. So, so overall my thoughts are, I think this is another continuation of the algorithm. There's a continued throughput for a lot of uh, Snow's work. And I think there's, it's, I love the fact that he's integrating physicals at a, another level. And you know what? It, this one is, I'm not racing out to get one, pun intended, but I've told you, I'd love to get a hyper. Uh, I would like to collect around that myself. Um, and overall, I think that this is, it's a fun, it's a fun release and it's exciting to watch. Yeah. And I'll say, Jared, you are one of the people who has been touched by this uh, concept of having a physical that is unique with your hyper rainbow squiggle hat of which there are very few in this case every single one will have a unique uh, generative stitching that can be on it maybe you don't like the stitching but this is a proof of concept and you know i i gotta go in my soapbox here for a second uh because i think that what snowforce says here is really important he says this is a proof of concept that he hopes inspires others to explore the medium just like chromy squiggle uh, and sometimes these proof of concepts are straight up his artistic medium, not just the generative medium or the code or the blockchain or the visual and the physical, but the fact that all of these come together to show his creative vision. So I just want to put kind of like uh, I've been hearing a lot of takes that this is not art or this is not art that should be worth anything. Um, and I think that it's it's OK to disagree with or not even like the art. That's fine. But. I think it's a whole nother thing to say, hey, this wasn't art. This person, you know, didn't try to make this art. This shouldn't be worth much uh, because you don't like it. Uh, I, I think that, you know, art is subjective. Art is in the eyes of the creator and the beholder. And who who am I or who's anybody to tell anybody else that, hey, like what you like is not actually art. It's it's not as good. It's not worth as much. Um, I think that kind of attitude is, uh, to be honest, just detrimental for the person who thinks that way because they will miss out on fantastic creations that a, a lot of everybody else will think is art. So uh, 6529 tweeted something to this extent. And the other thing I would just want to mention about this collection is this is this collection is so fun. So you got to click on them. You, you got to try animating it. You press enter, it changes. You can change the background color. And what I realized Snowfro does so well, he's he makes this so dang collectible, right? You were talking about the hyper rainbow that is a through line in all of his works. Apologies for my dog barking in the background here. Um, And Snowfro has made this a lot of fun to like go through the traits and figure out what to collect. I mean, the guy knows collectibles and he's really, really good at it. And it's fun to make sets out of these. It's fun to try different ones. And by the way, full disclosure, I'm a holder, but that's not why I feel this way about this work. It's give it a chance. Try it out before you say that it's not good or it sucks or it shouldn't be worth anything. It's like, come on. Like the guy literally created the industry. Give him some grace. 
Like I, I just think it's a little ridiculous, obviously. Um, but I think the art is so good. And the more I play around with it, the cooler it is to me. I mean, look at this one, look how unique this one how is, is and how different it is. Right. And I, I just think that like, you can appreciate it for what it is. And even if you don't, then maybe you should just say you don't know instead of having a take that's uninformed. All right. That's, that's my rant over. Uh, sorry, sorry again for, for getting uh, on my soapbox about it. Would glad to hop into spaces and, and chat with people and have a, a longer discussion about that. But this is Snowfall release. I think it's brilliantly done. And, you know, unlike his other collection, 100 Untitled Spaces, in my mind, this is the next one after Squiggles that is truly, um, you know, really fun and collectible. 100 Untitled Spaces doesn't even have traits. This one has many traits, hidden traits even. So, I, you know, I, I'm excited for this in the longer term, and I appreciate everything that Snowfall is doing to be ambassador of this space. And uh, yeah, I again just hope that people can can take all that into account when uh, when making their judgments. Let's hop over to some uh, Gen Art news, Jared. Uh, on more inspiring news, talking about stuff that has is considered art by many. Rip Cash, who does these uh, really, he's got a theme around security cameras, had a huge sale of ordinals, which were sub 30K. That means they're early. They're some of the early ordinals NFTs. Uh, and he sold them for five Bitcoin, which was about $170,000, uh, which is an eye-popping number here. The reason I bring this up is not to say, hey, look how much money was uh, transacted here, but really uh, because I wonder if this is a start towards a trend towards Bitcoin art and ordinals. I've been hearing a lot of talk about you know, Bitcoin being the Bitcoin Ethereum ratio going up, which it has. Uh, whatever it is, it, you know, all those narratives aside, does this bring attention to ordinals art? I'm not sure, but I thought this was news worth bringing up. Curious if you have any thoughts on that, Jared, if you're hearing anything uh, from the ordinal side. Success to the to the artist. Huge congrats. I just think that this is a, it's a win on every front. Um, I, I actually love this simplistic approach to a security camera. I think it's a, it's a commentary on the state of where we're at and even just blockchain, but it's kind of, it's, it's fun. I was, I was excited to see this one, honestly. For sure. For sure. Another cool update. Our next story is that DECA has introduced something called Mint on Demand plus Poster. So um, hopefully I'm not butchering this, but for my understanding with Mint on Demand, the artists can upload their art and uh, collectors can start bidding on it prior to the artist having to pay all the gas fees to Mint on Chain. And then if there is a bid that meets what the artist wants, uh, let's say it's a one of one, they have a minimum reserve, then they say, okay, handshake deal done. The collector gets locked in at whatever price they bid at. And then the artist spends that money to mint onto the blockchain, knowing that they already have a buyer and they're not going to have, you know, spent a bunch of money on gas that doesn't go anywhere. In addition to that, uh, they have created this concept of posters, which all seem to be open editions at the moment. But any other artist can see, oh, hey, you know, Rip Cash is, is selling a one of one. So let's take a look at the post. Uh, let's create some posters that people can collect alongside it. And here's an example here, Memetrics by Bats. This was already sold. It was around uh, two and a half or three ETH. But you can see a bunch of other artists uh, decided to create like here's one from Arsenic, more Pepe themed posters that you can go and mint. And uh, I forget the exact minting price with uh, of this, but 
really fun concept, I think, for the community and obviously some great utility there for the artists to be able to use that mint on demand feature. Uh, curious if you have any thoughts on this one, Jared. Yeah, my my big thing about deck is they're doing some really cool stuff, it, you know, and I appreciate what you're doing by highlighting this because it's about driving eyes and attention to the platform and and seeing if it can can get sticky. My my biggest you know question is how well is this embraced and and how does the the team over at Deca get this out there to drive uh, eyes and sales to it? But overall, I think it's always it's cool how Han and the entire team are, uh, you know, continually innovating. I mean, they haven't stopped. It's It's been a team that's continually executed, which is cool to see. Well, and Jared, I, I think that minting a collection on Ethereum, depending on, you know, the contract and all that, could cost an artist like thousands or tens of thousands of dollars, uh, depending on the art. So this is a way to not have to pony up that cash up front. I, I mean, I'd be curious. I'd love to hear from artists because this is something that's a little out of my wheelhouse. But, you know, how much is this actually solving some real cash flow problems for you? Because uh, we as collectors, we don't know all those nuances. So that, you know, for me, the posters are a fun part. But to me, the, the real utility they're trying to bring is this mint on demand feature. So uh, it would be interesting to hear how big of a problem that is uh, that's being solving. Reach out to us, artists. Let us know. Let's also super quickly, I'm doing my quick rundown of a few other important news stories. One, Jack Butcher is confirmed as the fourth artist for the Velocity series, which likely releases in around one month uh, near the Abu Dhabi uh, Grand Prix. As I mentioned, this is F1 related. Secondly, Gallery.so uh, is allowing you... Oh, sorry, this is the... Uh... This is the wrong post here, but gallery.so introduces posts, which allow you to just write commentary on different pieces. So they're going a little bit social there. That's it. Those are the extra news stories. Let's hop into some great art at great prices. First one, because unless until by Ixnay, okay. Uh, even though this was swept up by Bob Lucas, the prices have filled back in and they are now yet again, great art, great prices. This is a fantastic art blocks curated release at 0.16 ETH. The art changes uh, every day. I think it changes all, all the time until it loops every seven years or something like that. The only other collection that has this kind of mechanic is Gazers, which is far, far more expensive. So check it out. See if you like the art. See if you like the concept and if it resonates with you. Yeah, no, it stays dope. Uh, my great art at great prices, I think, is squeezing in right there at the, the limit, but it's Catharsis by... Dario Lanza. This is a 999 piece collection released on GM Dow. The art reminds me of Pollock. I just think that this thing was kind of innovative and flew under the radar. Each piece is named, honestly, which is fun to, you know, to, and I don't even know where he got all the names. And then the other thing is, I forget the actual formula. I'm sure, I think you can find it on Dario's website, but you can create around like, I think it's like diptychs and triptychs of some of the paint spilling over to the adjacent piece. So it, it's not the same palette, but hey, you know, you get that continuity. So it's just, it's fun overall. Um, and uh, I just, full disclosure, I hold a couple of these in my personal wallet. I collect around them. I feel like these could just, you know, over time be something that uh, traditional art uh, collects around because it just feels oddly familiar. 
Absolutely. And I, I pulled up here the gmstudio.art website so folks can see here how the, the triptych works together. He is a triptych explorer here and uh, he explains how it works, but it's uh, not only, you know, with consecutive numbers, but there, there's kind of a grid layout where the the paint splatter, if you will, crosses over. So very innovative, cool collection and a great one to highlight. Glad it's uh, come down into a, an affordable range for folks who might want one. The next one that I wanted to uh, bring up here is Memories of Digital Data by Kazuhiro Tanimoto. This was another Art Blocks curated that released not too long ago. Well, wow, February feels like it wasn't that long ago. Uh, this one was actually the, the talk of the Art Blocks gallery to some extent because most people don't see this art uh, that has motion. They only see the thumbnails. Now, I'm not going to click on the thumbnails this time because it also has audio. So be wary. And it's a little staticky. It can be loud. I've uh, almost burst an eardrum prior <laughs> with this collection, but it's definitely worth checking out. And it's a really interesting imagery and the way that the data was fed in to create these images uh, is quite interesting as well. So this one is sitting there right, right at our threshold for great art at great prices. Definitely feel like that was worth highlighting. And the last great art at great prices is, uh, I believe it's pronounced Strumlin. Um, or maybe Strumlin, probably Strumlin. I'm assuming that J is silent by Bart Simons. Now, Bart Simons, I'm a big fan of Getijai, Getijai. I don't know how to pronounce that one, but he has an early Art Blocks Presents collection that is just beautiful. I mean, that that was curated quality, in my opinion. This one is still minting. It's at 0.095 ETH, 36 out of 80 minted on plottables. And uh, I just, you know, his work is just very crisp and clean. I don't know how he does it. I feel the same way about these. And I like how some of these extend over into the border. Uh, cool work. All these are meant to be plotted. So if you do buy one of these, you can take the file and get it plotted yourself. Uh, or I'm sure the artist can can help you with that. I wanted to point that out as my last great art at great prices. In fact, that is the last great art at great prices in general. The next story here, our next section, is exciting up uh, uh, upcoming collections. And for the first one here is an exhibition called Plus Graph by Ferrofile. This was curated by Casey Reyes, and it has artworks by Alicia He, uh, Joni Lemercier, Alexandria Jovenic, James Merrill, Iskra V, and Julian. And I'm sorry, Julian, I will not butcher your last name. So this is a follow-up. Two years ago, they had minus graph. This is now plus graph. These are all works meant to be plotted. Each of them have created 30 unique physical drawings, and they're all one of one of X's. I think it'll be really cool. Huge fan of James Merrill. Starts on uh, November 9th. Uh, so, you know, really looking to seeing the work and getting exposed to some new artists who probably have great work as well. And... Also, some coming drops that you all should know about on the actually live right now, only for a day. There is CryptoPunks, 10,000 CryptoPunks on chain with Avant Art. This also comes with an NFT. It is technically an open edition. Not sure how many have released so far, uh, but it's kind of cool. It has all 10,000 CryptoPunks, not signed or anything. So, this is not like Dimitri Cherniak's that recently came out in that sense, but a, a cool release nonetheless. 
um, sometime it, it might might be over by the time this uh, video releases, but X copies got Algo Bro, his next release. It is an addition of 42 and his first work that is fully on chain. You have to be a holder to enter a raffle. There are two ETH after that. You have to jump into Discord, enter that raffle. There is no other way. And last but not least, Twos by Emily Edelman on Art Blocks Presents is coming out on the 30th of October. 200 pieces, or sorry, 64 pieces, excuse me, typography. Um, really great work. Check that one out as well. And rounding it out with some artists to highlight. The first one is an artist that I don't even know that well, but they came across my Twitter feed and I just thought their art was great. This is Jean Salsis. I think I pronounced that well. Check them out. They, If you go to their Twitter, which we have linked in our show notes, you can go to their link tree, see all their work. Um, they have some really cool stuff. Uh, Foundation, Zero One, Tezos, you name it. Check them out. See if there's anything you like. Uh, and if so, just give them a follow. Let's keep up with them. Talk to a bunch, Jared. Yeah, well, it's there, man. For you. You you uh you were plowing through all these that information. Lots of really fun stuff that you touched on. The artist I'd like to highlight this week is DCA, Daniel Calderon Arenas. Uh I mean, I don't know where to start, man. Like he's a day zero art blocks project, uh, you know, with Genesis. He created one of my favorite projects ever, which is uh Bosque de Chapultepec, Bright Moments release of a hundred. And, uh, you know, he had a really fun exhibit at Marfa this year where he put two quarters into a vending machine and, and got a pin. I just think that, uh, you know, I, I bring up DCA because he's been previewing some new art that feels really fun uh, and innovative in its own way. And I just say uh, there's been a lot of, like, big collectors buying some of the, the Boskes lately. So it just feels like, um, you know, DCA's got some low-key momentum and he's on cusp of a, a further breakout so just wanted to, to bring it to everybody's attention don't go buy all the boskes before i get to him but that being said um just an all-around amazing artist but more importantly i also think that he's just a really really good warm-hearted down-to-earth individual such a such a great person uh so be remiss if I didn't uh, take this platform to at least acknowledge DCA and all of his contributions. Hundred percent, one of the the nicest people I've ever met, uh, and you know, clearly runs in their family with Snowfurrow as well, and such a talented artist. Just seeing him progress, uh, Marfa Yuka is also great. Those have been like selling crazy low. Uh, so if if you wanted some great DCA exposure, there's there's a lot of options for you. Uh, fantastic one to highlight. And uh, that's our show for today, folks. Any parting thoughts, Jared? Parting thoughts are, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but, you know, come join the Collector's Corner Premium, you know, support P. The, and I say this as a uh, a paying member, it's a fun Discord. It's, it's where I find myself going more often than any other Discord these days because there's a lot of honest uh, dialogue and some really great collectors in there. So, um, I say that not to shill it, but as a genuine compliment to what you're creating. Overall, reach out to us. We want to hear from you. I haven't been getting a lot of DMs with feedback lately, so that means uh, we're either doing an exceptional job or uh, there's a need for additional call out for feedback. Like, Let us know how we can innovate and keep you guys at the edge of your seat.
Appreciate that, Jared. Appreciate the shout out. And yeah, the Collector's Corner Premium is just meant to find the truth. That's it. No one's better than anyone else. No art is better than any others. We're just trying to find the truth, figure out the newest and best stuff. And, uh, you know, hopefully make enough money to keep collecting. <laughs> That's really the goal here is to get as much great art as we can. So if you're interested in our discourse and some disagreements about what is going on, that's a, it's a good spot. And check out 8NAP Art as well. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Jared's doing some really interesting stuff. So um, send him a DM and please give us feedback as you mentioned. All right, that's it, everybody. Really appreciate everybody who is tuning in and still here. And we will be back in two weeks. See you then. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.